You're listening to the Culture Call on Sin with Beck and Maria. The traditions, um, mostly my lessons are focused around uh, Egyptian traditions, although it does cover most uh, countries, whether it be Greek, uh, Turkish, or even Russians, they are very involved with. Uh, this. So it's a, an international dance completely and I've always enjoyed it just immensely. Everything about it. I love the, the music, the costumes, the complexity of the music, the variety of costumes and the traditional ones especially where there's no midriff showing, surprisingly yeah. enough. Interesting. Yes, yeah, such a distinctive yeah. feature. Hey, Spells. Yes. This is Maria. Um, when you say the traditions and also the outfits without the midriff showing could you tell us a bit more about that absolutely well traditionally uh the dance comes from uh, on the in the countryside those women there don't have a commercial costume and the commercial costume worn by great dancers that were uh, depicted and um, hired to dance in movies in hollywood they of course decided that they would uh, create uh, certain costumes to show the midriff, show, how the midriff works. But in that time, though, and likewise now, just again for this short era, uh, a lot of dancers will wear a covering, like a net covering over the middle. So the abdomen is not always bare. It's not necessary. Some styles of the dance, they will have the midriff completely bare with skin showing. I do do that. But then if it was a purely cultural event and they were looking for a two-piece costume that we call a bedler or a, a, a something, um, I would wear an undergarment or some dresses are made that look like the dancer has nothing in the middle, but she's actually covered with net. And that was depicted in the movies going back in the, in the 60s, in the 1960s, when Hollywood took a grasp of the dance. But traditionally, most of the costumes are uh, well covered. Baladi, Saidi, the Hegala, uh, Haliji is a huge garment, a huge thobe that people wear, um, and you can step out of the sleeve, it's so big. So there you go, and that's a dance that comes from the Gulf. <clears throat> that's conjuring so up many, many beautiful images, imagery of costuming and all the different styles. I guess maybe what we're used to, maybe what we yes. typically associate is just um, a two piece kind of midriff with a kind of flowy skirt kind of thing oh that's it but there exists many styles obviously do you think how do you think that um belly dancing has found its place in the modern world why do you think it is still so popular uh well i do believe that um regardless of people's beliefs otherwise or religiously that um, there is something that holds the belly dancing and the movements, the circular movements and the movements of the hips, whether it be... And this goes for everyone, because males uh, in other countries, they do belly dance as well. Mm. Some, some as teachers, the males as teachers, can more or less... They can copy a woman, but it still looks like a man copying a woman's style of the dance. And so the, um, uh, the culture itself, uh, the circular movements create such an energy within the female body. I do believe that it's a form of survival for those that are in less fortunate economical situations. So I do believe that this gives the women the energy 
to survive because amongst themselves, even in poverty, they, well, I mean, not overjoyed and I don't think they would dance very often in those circumstances of yeah. extreme poverty, but there is the the hip movements that create a definite energy and it's a form of survival, healing for women and men. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't considered that um, context behind the dancing before. Uh, hi, Isabel. This is Vasiliki. Yes. I have a question yes. um, a little yes. bit out of cultural context. I always wanted to ask a belly dancer. Um, yes. How long does it take for um, a beginner, let's say, to get the hang of it? Well, the, the basic movements are really, and I hate to use the term, but they're fairly simple. And everybody's personal uh, listening ability has one point. Their general uh, posture is the second thing. And so if you have a few things maybe musically minded, a fair and reasonable posture and a, a, a minimal amount of flexibility, this will develop so that then the hips can be used in such a way and the abdomen and the muscular um, connection between the mind and the body if they've done nothing else at all. Usually, and for me, I can note when I see someone in class whether they have been another type of a dancer. Maybe they've played tennis. Maybe they play basketball. So they have certain uh, attributes in their movement in general that I can work with that. And, uh, for example, some males that learn ballet dancing, they may have, uh, they may cycle. So I might use metaphors to create a quicker path for them to achieve it. But generally, most people work within their own physical flexibility and health and um, postural uh, parameters. And so everyone can achieve something, even in one lesson. And That's... it never, ever leaves you. Yeah. <laughs> it stays there forever. It's great to know that everyone of all abilities can participate um, with you. And just quickly before we let you go, yes. could you let our listeners know where they might find your classes? Yes, well, actually, this evening, um, there is, uh, I run a community class at Lentil as Anything in Thornbury, oh. and then otherwise, yes, I know, and everyone that knows that, nice um, anyway, yes, it's local, and then um, also, too, I run other regular classes, um, on, one on Saturday afternoon, and then Tuesday and Wednesday evenings, and fairly flexible. But uh, once a month on a Tuesday, I take the class to Lentil as anything, and um, and we do do a lot of benefit shows as well. There's one this Friday night um, at a restaurant, and um, there's we're a very charitable uh, group of people. Um, we're always trying to support our family, friends, and anyone in particular. No, no, you know, anyone that would ask for us to do that. Um, personal and private shows, of course, we, you know, it, it, things are different. But we do do a lot of things charitably, anthrop anthropologists. You know, so we we do as much as we can for uh, supporting. Um, yeah, to support people. That's great yeah. to hear. And that is Sabelle from Belly Dance with Sabelle. Um, you can thank you. You can um, look her up to find her classes. Thanks very much for um, filling yes. us in and giving us a bit more of an insight on the culture cult. Yes. You're listening to the Culture Cult with Beck and Maria on Sin. So right now, Maria, we're going to get into a game. 
We're about to play Crazy Customs. Ooh, a new segment. This is a, it's a game where we outline different customs from different countries. And your aim is to match the custom to the correct country of origin. Hmm. Okay, so I've got four cards and four customs in front of me and four, um, four countries. Yes. Four regions. Vasiliki's got the same. I'm going to read them out in some more detail. Okay. Because the, the customs, the custom flashcards are quite simplistic. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening, if you're listening along at home or in the car, you can play along as well. Uh, the flashcards just help to backtrap. Backtrack, but all you need to know is the countries and the customs. Love it. Let's get into it. So custom number one mm-hmm. is the Battle of the Oranges. And it's not celebrated all around its country of origin, but in a certain city once a year there is a festival where the main event they do um, <laughs> to celebrate and have fun is pelt each other with oranges. Right. <laughs> it just is. Okay. So that's first... First custom. custom. The second custom is the feast custom. And in this country, there's a specific holiday where, like many traditions um, in Europe and Middle East, you celebrate with a nice big feast with your loved ones. However, their feast, the start of winter. Was that a clue, Middle East? Uh, No. No? Oh, okay. Uh, However, yeah, with this feast, what they eat is they eat some very particular items. It includes things like cooked uh, testicles, um, sheep's heads, and fermented shark meat. That's so specific. So that's a certain country. It's meant to embody winter because it's a winter festival, but that's what they have at that feast. Then the third custom is the garlic and the plastic hammers. So this this party custom is actually around the celebration of uh, John the Baptist, which may be a clue or it might really not be a clue. And the way they celebrate in this country, it's not, or in this city of this country at least, it's not by the classic festival or family event. It's actually by hitting each other with things like garlic flowers. I don't know what garlic flowers are, but... Hmm. Garlic the flowers. flowers of the garlic plant, perhaps. It must be. Or literally like cloves of garlic, I'm not yeah. sure. And plastic hammers, soft plastic hammers. Hmm. So nobody gets hurt. I have made a rough arrangement of where I think the customs match into. The regions given... So the countries are Portugal, Iraq, Iceland and Italy. Mm-hmm. And I've left out the last custom which is another fun one. It's anticipation of marriage, but the party bit is during celebrations, the groom's family will lavish the bride specifically with sparkly things. So that includes things like jewellery, diamonds, and specifically gold, just lots of gold. Wow. Maria, this is really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not really, really any clue. Hard. It could be anything. <laughs> so the countries again are Portugal, Iraq, Iceland, and Italy. Shall I read my attempts? Yeah. Should we start? Do you want to start by maybe listing the custom and then guess which country it was? And then which country. So the first one, the custom is the feast, uh, the elaborate feast with sheep heads and fermented shark, among other bits. I match that to, oh, should I read the country? Yeah. Yeah. I match that to Iraq. Uh Aha. 
What about you, Vasiliki? Okay, so I matched the feast with Iceland. Okay. Not sure. <laughs> hmm. Should I reveal one by one or reveal at the end? Let's one by do one. one. Yeah. Or maybe at the end. Mm. Actually, if you, yeah, since you've got the choices set. Yeah. Mm. Um, that one, someone got it correct, and it was actually you, Vasiliki. Oh, woo. well done. <laughs> Vasiliki, Good. one back zero. One down. So that was Iceland. All right. Do you want to read the next custom? Yes. So I matched the battle of the, battle of the oranges with um, Portugal. Mm. Is there any reason? Yeah, I think, I don't know, oranges. It came to my mind, probably a southern European country. They have oranges. They must have some sort of um, ritual with throwing at each other oranges or something like that. And Portugal seems to be a very sunny country. Mm -hmm. So I said maybe that's what it is. Rebecca? I had a different answer. I said Italy. Um <laughs> I don't know. I could just picture some Italians running around <laughs> with oranges. <laughs> I understand. I'm not sure. I think it's maybe in Spain. There's a similar festival with tomatoes. Oh yeah, so tomatoes. tomatoes are, yeah, That's right. where tomatoes are smashed. But do you know what though? We have the other custom with the garlic flowers, and I thought maybe it's either garlic with Italy and oranges with Portugal. It could be the other way around. Mm. Maria, how reveal. Tough one. Someone got it right. Uh, we're playing Crazy Customs on Sin on the Culture Cult. Uh, we're guessing where the custom of throwing oranges at all your loved ones comes from. And the answer is actually Italy. It's a certain oh. city in Italy. <laughs> one, the silky one, Vex one. One down. But it's also a southern, southern European yes. country, so your answer still works. That leaves two more to go. Um, I will read the next custom. It was the garlic flowers. We're not sure if it's the actual cloves of garlic or the flower of the garlic plant. And soft plastic hammers, so not, you know, not so harsh. I matched that with Portugal. I matched it with Italy the other way around. Mm. So... I feel like I'm wrong. <laughs> the correct answer yeah. was Portugal. Really? Yeah. That was just a guess. Yeah. I had no um, no link to that and I did not Google. I, I had it right. It worked. And that means the last custom of showering the bride with gold specifically, Ooh, diamonds and shiny things, sparkles. What did you guys guess? Iraq. I originally said... Iceland, I think, because I guessed Iraq for the feast. Mm. Yes. So I was not correct. The correct answer was Iraq. Beautiful. Something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for creating that game, Maria, um, and learning a bit more about cultures, customs from the region. Vasiliki's been our special guest this morning and given us a lot of insight also, thanks to Sabelle of Pearly Dance with Sabelle for keeping our party going. That just about brings us to time for today, unfortunately. Um, but during the week, you can keep up to date on Facebook at Culture Cult on Sin. Sin is S-Y-N. And we'd love you to contribute there, your stories and ideas. And a lot of people don't know, our playlists are actually collaborative, depending yes. on... Yeah. What we think of your choice. 
And we will link to though we'll we'll make that music available to you in an online link in the thread for this week's episode as well. So you can keep the party going and you can always also tell us your music suggestions as well. Um I just want to say thank you for having me girls. That was really fun. It's good to see how you work in the studio. Thank you really, so much yeah. for joining Thank us. You. You're welcome anytime, as is everyone, to join our culture cult. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday morning, same time at 9am.